Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. In today's short, our focus will be on Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 to 7. The NASB of those verses says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. The Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, from man to animals to creeping things, and to birds of the sky. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Often, when people look around them, they begin to wonder why there is so much calamity, pain, and suffering in the world. They look at the world as it is and begin to ask two deep probing questions. Number one, what is the cause of all the trouble? And number two, how do we fix it? As is always the case, we need not look far because the Word of God provides an answer. Here in Genesis 6, we see what the cause of all trouble is, and that is the wickedness of man. In the days of Noah, the text says, the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that wickedness reached a point where the dam of God's grace could no longer hold back his justice. In Genesis 6-5, the text says what God saw is not what humankind was doing, but rather he examined their hearts and found that every intent of their heart was toward evil continually. And why are people this way? The answer is simple. People are wicked as a function of their own fallen sinful nature. People act wickedly because they are wicked, and they are wicked because since the Garden of Eden, the human heart has been rebelling against God. People are the way they are, and the world is as it is because of man's rebellion against the Lord. It is simply because men set themselves up as autonomous authorities that they feel free to live as if God is not watching. So if you have ever posed the question, why evil, then look no further than the human heart that yearns to live after the maxim, do as thou wilt. Sin is the mother of all evil. Notice as well that here in Genesis 6, the effects of sin are global. In Genesis 3, sin was first committed by one man, Adam. In Genesis 4, we begin to see the proliferative effects of sin in the fracture relationship between two brothers, Cain and Abel. Cain was a murderer who was angry at God, and so he took his rage out on his brother, Abel, who was the Bible's first martyr. Then, in Genesis 6, sin has polluted the entire globe. If we jump down to verses 11 to 12, we read that the whole planet was filled with violence and all flesh was corrupt. So what was God's response? He judged all flesh upon the face of the earth by means of the great global flood. A mean and bloodthirsty God did not actively look for sinners to punish, but rather it was the iniquity of humankind that triggered divine judgment. Of course, it is the holiness of God that can never say, never mind, to sin. So, the flood represented God intervening acutely in a specific point in history. 
Back in Noah's time, this intervention reminded humanity that God saw everything that was going on even when he was silent. In the present, when we look back, the flood reminds us that although God may have been silent for a time, he certainly sees everything. It is no coincidence that in Luke 17, 26, Jesus says that the last days will be like in the days of Noah, when people ate, drank, and were given away in marriage, only to be reminded, when they least expect it, that God is still in charge. The flood points forward to the final and full judgment in the end of days. The flood narrative also informs us of a key historical insight that makes light of the entire drama of redemption, and that key insight is that God tolerates sin until it reaches a certain climax. After a time, it is at that specific point when God acts, just when everyone thought God seemed to have left humankind alone. It is during the time of silence that people begin to think that God is either indifferent or forgotten about us, but no man knows the Lord's plan. As God says in Psalm 50, 21, These things you have done and I kept silence. You thought that I was just like you. I will approve you and state the case in order before your eyes. In fact, when we look through the entire Bible, we see God sending forth his word of warning with a resultant delay, and then swiftly and suddenly, he acts. This is true of the flood, Sodom and Gomorrah, the Assyrian and Babylonian captivity, Nineveh, and the destruction of Jerusalem. These are all different events in history, but they all convey a unified message, that God acting is often delayed, but God sees and God acts he will most certainly act in his own time. Our hope in these verses comes from Genesis 6-7 where it says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Yes, the flood was an instrument of judgment, but the ark was an instrument of grace. We are told in this chapter that all flesh on the face of the earth was corrupt, and this undoubtedly included Noah. Still, God did not have to actively look for sinners to punish, but he did actively look for some to save. By grace, God found Noah and instructed him to build the ark, the only vessel that would endure the flood to come. Of course, Noah was preserved in a literal ark, but we are preserved in the great ark, Jesus Christ. He and he alone is the only one in whom there is safety from God's wrath because only God can withstand the wrath of God. God fixes the problem of evil by delivering us from it. Christ is the Savior and the ark, and the big question of life is simple. Are you in the ark or are you out? Only God can save you from the flood. Will you enter the ark that he designed and he commanded? Boarding the ark isn't a matter of mere human choice. It is a move that bears eternal consequences so that when a person realizes the gravity of the matter, they do not casually choose Christ, but run to him with all their might, considering eternity is at stake. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.